a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury and anomaly properties. This week on the Pete the Planner show, we talked to a woman who the last two years of her life has been, well, chaotic would probably be a good way to put it. I'm excited to uh, talk to her about what it means for her life, what it means for her power percentage, and so much more. She joins us now. Her name is Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hi. Hi there. Two years has been chaotic. Has it all been bad chaos? Has there been any good chaos? Like, what? What? It is chaos, though. Oh, there's been a lot of good chaos too. I mean, I did get remarried to a man I love a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting embarrassed. I hear the L word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you that's you, the good that was the good part. Okay, so you got remarried, so that's the good part. Uh, anything else good? Well, I mean, I lost my dad two years ago, mm-hmm. and you know, I was an only child, and I did inherit a lot of money and and a farm. Sure. <laughs> and so that's been chaotic. It's learning how to deal with everything that's been passed on, but in the meantime, during after that. I did end up getting divorced from my ex-husband, and so it's been a whirlwind. Okay, so there's a lot going on. Let's dig into some of that life stuff and uh, some financial stuff as well. To set the tone Great. for this, uh, you know, we calculated your power percentage here on the, the back end, and your power percentage is the metric we use to understand how much, how efficient a person is being with their work income. Well, as it turns out, Jackie, you're living on passive income from the farm at this point in time, right? Correct. And you personally don't have any work income right now? Correct. Okay, so that puts you at sort of an awkward 0% power percentage, but don't freak out or feel weird or feel bad because you essentially have the power percentage of a retired person because you're not deriving your income from active work. Right. So now your husband, you're remarried. Um, uh, Do you have combined finances? Are they separate? Pretty much, I'm kind of keeping him separate right now. He's just kind of started back in after having a an illness, and so I'm kind of keeping it separate. Okay. It's not a lot. It's kind of a part time. So. And so, and, and you're 56 years old. And did you work uh, outside of the home at any point in time in your previous marriage or anything like that? I was a stay-at-home mom for oh. 34 years. <laughs> okay. So so now so and I asked this because I'm just trying to understand how how you have dealt with the expenses of your household. So you went with sort of a one-income household in which you were the stay-at-home partner to uh, the part of uh, another household, but you are the earning partner from the passive income source, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, there's a lot moving here. Um, Mm -hmm. So how much does it take you to live? Like, what do you... No one knows who you are because we gave you a fake name. How much do you earn in passive income every month? I don't earn it in the, in a month. I earn it annually. Like twice a year, I get paid um, a check for forty two thousand dollars. So I earn it like in March, and then I earn it in December. So it's I have to you know learn to put it away and budget it, and you know. Figure it out that way. Okay, so that's 84000 total, is that right? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, and do you have tax obligations on this? Oh, yeah. See, out of that, I don't get to keep all of it because I have to do property taxes on a farm. I have to do insurance on a farm. Uh, of course, I have my quarterly income taxes I have to do. So when it all come down after that part, I mean, I'm left with about 60000 and then I've got to pay all the bills. Okay, so your household is supported, essentially, in, in your priorities on $60,000 of take-home pay or about $5,000 a month. Does that sound accurate? Correct. Okay. Yes. So what's involved with that? Do you, do you live on the farm now or do you have your own house? Like, how's that work? No, I do not live on the farm. It's rented out. Um, it's 1,200 miles away. Huh. <laughs> so, so I have a, you know, I know who's farming it and, and they're my renters and I've known them for 30 years. So. Oh, wow. Well, that's got to be helpful yeah. with the transition and everything. That is, that's very helpful. Very helpful. So, so do you have a mortgage then on your own? I do not have a mortgage. I own my home. <laughs> so you can I say you have very few expenses, or am I jumping the gun? Do you have a lot of expenses? That I, I just have don't a lot of expenses. Okay, and what like what are I, they primarily? I understand uh, from our notes here, um, you're currently assisting a, a young adult child, um, mm -hmm. and and so to the tune of about eighteen hundred a month. Yes, it's short term, but that would be my youngest child, and she's she's moved out and moved on, and I'm kind of helping her out with the first six months. Okay. So it's a short term thing. All right, uh, the first six months, I love this, uh, Jackie, because then we have a a, a uh, you're you're on for six months, and then you got to figure it out. What month are we on right now? Yeah, we're on month two. Okay, I <laughs> I was waiting for you to go. We are on month nineteen. That's <laughs> where I thought we yeah, were going. With this. I'm I'm worried. I'm worried that it's going to be going through 12, the whole, the whole lease of the, you know, the whole year. So, so does it seem like she had, and she's a daughter, is that right? I don't want to, she, yeah. Yeah. does she, be, does it look like she has a plan to uh, wean herself off of your generosity yet? Um, we're just getting started. We just kind of left the nest Okay. after trying college, after trying some things, and that didn't work out. So we left the nest, moved away, got an apartment, going to get a job. So so we're just, it's kind of like an experiment, I guess. <laughs> sure. And, and, and part of your financial situation, uh, you, you got an inheritance to the tune of about $600,000. Is that right? Well, that and I, including the farm. Okay, so I got the, that is that is the money that I got, and then I have a farm, and that's worth probably about two million dollars. Okay, so but but yeah, so let's let's lay this out. You have a two million dollar farm, but it is also your income source, right? Right. That's why it's not being sold. That's where I make the money to live on. And, and by right. the way, that's returning uh, about four point two percent. If it's valued at two million dollars. Uh, it is actively paying you $84,000 a year. I, 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 that is 4.2%, uh, just, okay. just, so, just so you know. Uh, so then you also have another $600,000 in assets that, that isn't tied to anything. Is that right? It's just money? That's in my um, brokerage account. Okay. And what does, yep. it, and, have you touched that money? Are you doing any, is there no. plans for it? The plans are to keep it there. And I've, I listened to podcast, let it grow. Let it grow. Just don't look at it. Leave it in there. Vanguard, uh, Fidelity, let it grow. Okay. So here is the here's the question that I've been wanting to ask since Nicole brought your situation to my attention. Do you okay. consider yourself retired? Yes. Yes. 
Now, do you say that? Because you, this strikes me as a situation that you won't say that publicly, but it is the truth. It is the truth. I consider myself retired, but just because you're retired doesn't mean if something came up that I wanted to get a small part-time job, I have the option. But you, I will, could. yeah. But you will consider yourself to be financially independent, like no need for yeah. active income. No need. I I need my passive income. Right. That's what I need. Okay. Um, yeah. Now the the question that is not fun to ask and not fun to be asked: How does your new marriage play into any of this? It sounds like it doesn't, and will it stay that way? For right now, we're just new. It's new, so we. I mean, it doesn't really. I mean, he's making enough to have extras and stuff, and I make. We we bring in enough to pay all the bills. Where our house is paid for. Um, it's just sometimes I feel like there's things we want extra, you know, like vacations and things like that that. I want to make sure that I don't, I don't want to touch anything that's saved for it. I want to save up for it. You know, yeah. I, I don't believe in debt. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be in debt at all, sure. but I want to have extra money and I just see it going out so quickly. I mean, when you write it all down, you know, health insurance, crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I got to think, so you, you're paying your daughter 1800 a month. Uh, health insurance, I got believe, is what twelve hundred a month or so for you all. Um, it's right now. It's that. It's not quite that, but and by the time you pay doctors, if you have to go and we go, you know, um, it's going to add up to that. Or or the deductibles are high. What did you? you know, we, what did you do with the eighteen hundred a month? Be- two three months ago, before you were giving it to your daughter. Well, I didn't really. I do have some savings. I did put it on that I had some in savings, too. So I really, I've been kind of taking the 1800 out of that. You know, I, I did write down I had $60,000 or 60, in savings. Okay, so you'd so 60, kind of been, yeah. I've kind of been bopping it out of there so that I'm, that's kind of separate. I kind of keep it separate. Right. Like I said, it's, a, it's supposed to be a six-month deal. Interesting. We'll okay, so you essentially, I don't want to do the math, it's basically, what, $12,000 Ten to twelve thousand dollars for a six-month project of get out of the nest. Yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right, so that sixty thousand dollars is coming out of saving, or pardon me, the ten thousand dollars is coming out of the sixty thousand dollars savings, but that five thousand right. dollars a month of net monthly income, that still feels like it's being stretched too thin, and you feel like you could potentially be headed towards a, a point which you might be going backwards with that. Sometimes, but you have to understand the last two years have been really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. Just going through all the things you, you have to go through when you get an inheritance. You you have lawyers. Um, you have an estate. You you just there is a lot of expenses involved. That it seems like I perhaps I might be getting on a better track when it all calms down. You know, but the last couple of years, you know, the divorce. I went sure. through a divorce, and that was. That's been kind of messy. So, you know, the expenses have been high because of things. And I also live far away from where I lived before, so the traveling, you know. So so I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll get better, and I'm trying to get on a budget, trying to get my husband on board on a budget. I've written it down. You know how you write it down in hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sounds like me and my weight loss uh, strategy, actually. <laughs> 
You know, you, here's here's how your your situation strikes me. It's a situation that's good. It's it's fine. It's it's sustainable. Like it's one of those things that I, you don't want to hear it, but as long as you don't mess this up, it's going to be great, right? Right. And it's that right. weird pressure of knowing that if it fails, sure, there's life and circumstance and other things. It's because it was botched, right? And and that's not a fun feeling, is it? No. But that's where we're at. I mean, the, but the good news is, the flip side of that, Jackie, is it's 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 on you. Like it's in your hands, and and I don't know. Right. Sometimes we feel like we don't trust ourselves with money or food and fitness or whatever it is. But I would say in this case, like it's yours to lose. Like you, you got it. You just have to make it to these different weird little stages. So uh, did you get any retirement assets in your divorce or not? I didn't ask for them. I, I let him keep those because at the same time I was getting an inheritance. So I, I let him keep his 401k. So he kept it and I didn't touch it. And so not the asset I got was the house. So right. I'm working on that one now too. So, um, the house is going to be sold, and that will be extra money that will go into, you know, that I'll get eventually. And then at 62, so. you'll be eligible for Social Security. You'll be getting a spousal benefit. And because you remarried, you would file and, and get uh, essentially the spousal benefit that is derived from your current husband's Social Security amount. Uh, and by the way, that doesn't negatively right. hurt him. I mean, that's just the functionality of it on the back end. Uh, had you not yeah. remarried, you would have uh, gotten a special benefit based on your your first husband's um, correct amount. So, you know, to make it to sixty two is to increase your income a little bit. Will the farm income ever increase? So, will it stay about what it's at? I think I think it's doing very well right now. So, I have a feeling it's going to stay pretty current. It's in small town, um, but that is a very good. I I feel that that's very good for for the farm. That I'm making a good passive income, <laughs> very do, good. Do you think you'll ever sell uh, the farm, or is it not no. in your plans right now? Not in my plans at all. I plan to pass it on to my kids. I have three children. And so I, I would agree with your. Uh, I would quickly agree with your assessment of that. But I would also say, as you've just learned, because uh, you told us about three minutes ago, the complexities of getting an inheritance and the legal fees and everything else. Um, mm -hmm. Have you began to? Uh, get the legal affairs in order that passes it to your children in the event of your passing. Yes, I've already done that. I've already got a will that's taken care of, and I don't plan on doing a trust. I plan on doing it the other way. There's a, other ways to do it. So I did have a will and health directive, so that's, that's good. So, yeah, I mean, strange question here, but how drastically different was your financial life three years ago? My life... Three years ago, drastically different. Um, drastically different. Um, I, I was married to my ex. He was farming the farm. Uh, we lived in a small town. It was drastically different. Yeah. <laughs> Did not have the money that we have that I have now. I mean, have control of it. I didn't have that at all. Um, so drastically different. Do you view this as a second chance, or how, how do you get your head around your current reality? Uh, it's definitely a second chance, and I'm totally a second chance. 
Yeah, because yeah. it, it sounds like That's, there weren't a, a lot of assets. Well, and there may have been assets in the, uh, your divorce, but you didn't access them because you knew you would be getting the inheritance. Correct. That's why I didn't. I didn't bother with it because this was all for. Like I said, it it didn't belong to him. It belonged to me. It was my my father left it to me. Excellent. What else scares you about your situation? Because to me, like the only scary part is. Well, the inexperience of being in a situation like this, which then could lead to the money going away, which is inherently scary. Mm -hmm. But is there anything else scary about this? Some of the, I don't know, the scariest thing sometimes is just not having enough time to do the things that I want to do. And then knowing that I have enough money to do it. Okay, so like travel or you want to know that you save up because, I, like I said, I'm not going to go into debt to do any it, but time. I'm 56. Right. You want to do things while you can. My husband works. He only has so much time. We have summers off for the type of job he has. Um, so, you know, we have to plan now, but yet we have to plan financially, too, if I want to live off the, in, the passive income and not touch anything else, because that's really for retirement. I mean, if, you, if I'm 56 and I save that 600000 and let it grow, it could grow to quite a bit. Mm-hmm. If I can still earn passive at the same time, we'll be able to do more in probably 10 years. Yeah, that, that's why I think sort of the lever, the tell, the indicator that things may go off track if it gets this way is if you see that sixty thousand dollar savings continue to go down that would be sure it's there it's there to protect your your passive income and it's there to protect the six hundred thousand but ultimately that to me is the uh, we're doing something wrong because that amount is going down which is to say a long-winded way of saying I think if you want to vacation next summer because that's the availability of your husband's schedule then I would mm-hmm. put a plan in place over the next eight months or so to systematically mm-hmm. save whatever amount of money you, you need to save. And then the question becomes, can you do that? And can you do it while also cutting your daughter off four months from now? Right. Well, they seem independent. They seem like they have nothing to do with each other. But I think it's more of this idea of, uh, and this is not criticism, you, you're acting like you have $2.66 million dollars. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the decision to assist her, not a bad decision. The insistence that it doesn't go past six months arguably could be considered a bad decision. Right. Yeah. Do you think it'll go past six months? I do. I got a feeling it will. (laughs) But see, can't we, like, we have four months to prevent that now, don't we? Well, if she gets a job, it would be great. (laughs) What would happen if you didn't pay her $1,800 a month uh, in month seven and she didn't have a job? What would happen? Well, I'm liable. I have to. I count on that. I'm liable for that apartment. So, I mean, I have to make sure that it's going to go a year for sure. So when you sign your name on something, you're liable. So I know that. I knew it going in. But I'm only hopeful that I won't have to worry about that. So so if, if I do then I will pay it, you know, because I'm not going to, you know, sure. I'm, I'm liable. Can I assume, I'm the that, can I assume that the entire, the lease is not for 1800 bucks, it's for something. And then the rest is living expenses. No, it's $1,800 a month on the lease. Wow. 
Is she living in a large city or the nicest apartment in a small city? A large city. Okay. Okay. Well, look, that's, there's, there's only one of two ways that goes, right? She has the nicest apartment oh. in a, you know, 10 to 20th sized uh, city in this world or a terrible apartment in one of the top 10 cities in this country. No, she has very, she lives in a very uh, nice large city in a nice area. Okay. Yeah, so I, I get, yeah. That was a lot me too. I, I'm, I wanted her in a nice area because I wanted to know that she's safe. She's coming out of the house. I don't know. That's, that's me too. Sure. So I'm just as much on that. So that would be my only concern. As I look at your situation, like it's like, uh, well, how do we know this is going to go right or wrong? That's the one mm. that you have the most control over that feels like you have the least amount of control over. But it's the, willing, it's the willingness to, to cut a person off who you love at the right time, which is easier said than done. It's easy for me to say. I'm, I'm not even in front of you right now, right? Right. I have to, I have to also think, I, you know, eventually I do think that, that will it, it will work its way out. I think that I'm I'm confident that she will get a job, and maybe she won't be living as high the next year. She'll find some find her place, and then it won't be as expensive for her the next year. But the first year is kind of on me. That would be, and just in case, it's kind of on me. Yeah, and that would be a decent outcome. A decent outcome would be she figures out that that standard of living is too high for her, and she wants to move on from that. I think that'd be a win for you. Right. Right. We've went. And the her. other thing is, the other thing is, some of the, the out of the money that I do have during the month, when I put it down on paper, I could basically, with my husband now working, um, I can basically get that eighteen hundred dollars out of our monthlies. So it doesn't have to come out of the savings. The way I'm seeing it right now, it it basically could come out of there. And so when that is over, then I would have that much more that I would be saving for a cruise or something because we do want to travel. See, all right. See, that's that's what I'd like to really get at is to the point where it matches up with you no longer supporting your daughter. And then that those funds from your husband's work income mm-hmm. are able to create the lifestyle that you two want together. Like that is a right. scenario that we you and I both want. Everyone involved wants that, actually. Mm-hmm. That's right. Interesting. Well, this is good. Again, you're, mm-hmm. you're because of the nature of you being uh, financially independent uh, slash retired. You're not going to have a power percentage. Your power percentage is zero. We usually like to see people uh, around the 20% range is good. 21% or so is good. But again, when you're a retired person, you just don't have one because you're not going to resave unsaved money because the process of retirement is unsaving. You're not going to resave what is unsaved. You know, you know what I mean, right? So you're not going to have a power percentage. Right. But one thing I, I have a question. Sure. There. My husband is now working, so there was something about that if you're that you could put away money for tax reasons, mm-hmm. you could put away money in like a um, is it an IRA or something? There's some, a Roth IRA. Sure. You could open one up and put money into something like that, and have a tax benefit from it. Is there is there any tax benefit for for me, or would that not even be something that I would even need to consider well do you guys file jointly or are you going to file separately we're going to file jointly because uh it's a big big savings this time <laughs> so yeah so Next that's step. yeah if he opened a traditional ira or, or, or you or he uh had a traditional ira then you would be able to de- 
I couldn't talk for a second. You'd be able to deduct those contributions mm -hmm. from your taxable income. Right. If you had a Roth IRA, you cannot deduct those from your taxable income. There would not oh. be a current tax benefit to do that. And then when you take them out, though, you have to start taking them out at what age? A Roth, you don't ever have to take them out. You can leave them there. Uh, with a traditional platform, you have to remove... At uh, 70 and a half, you start to begin taking oh. required minimum distributions at 70 and a half. But you have access to them at 59 and a half. So that might be a good thing to help with the taxes, because my taxes are are pretty high. Yeah, if that's the case, then <laughs> to me, I would... To me, they are. Yeah, if you, I would absolutely consider um, traditional IRAs to lower your taxable income. Right. And isn't it that I... Because he's working, I can qualify under him? Uh, yeah, there is uh, spousal benefits there. Um, you can put $6,500 each, uh, assuming he's older than 50 as well. Um, yes. But if he's not, maybe this becomes the title of the show. Maybe he's like 31, <laughs> and now this is just taking a magical turn. But he's not. He's, no, we're the same age. Uh, well, I got boring. For a second, I got really excited. Uh, for someone, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, you can each put $6,500 a year away. Okay, but and so that could be a, a a type of savings vehicle, especially for him, I think too. Absolutely, so, and you'll want to talk to yeah. uh, your accountant. Obviously, you've been dealing with accountants with all of this rigmarole going on around with the estate, so you'll want to talk to them about that as well. Yes, I have two lawyers right now, so oh, that nice. I want to get that over. I want to get that over with and get get on with things <laughs> all right well uh, thank you for coming on the show we appreciate it we would love to hear an update let's see four months from now we're recording this september what's that uh, september october november december by the first of the year we'd love to hear that your daughter found a job and she's paying for it for herself you'll email us won't you i will that would be great news wouldn't it i know well speaking of uh, children leaving the nest i'm off to the as soon as we get off the air here, I'm going to pick up Ted, my six-year-old, from the bus stop. So see, time flies. Soon enough, I'll be renting an apartment in a large city for him, and then I'll have to update you on his employment status. There you go. All right. Well, Jackie, thank you so much, and best of luck to you. Thank you, Pete. All right. Uh, that's it right. for this week's show. Uh, you know what? This is, again, that's a good situation. It's a good situation that there's a... A risk. There's a risk that if she hangs on too long, like uh, things like the uh, supporting the adult child, that that sixty thousand dollars starts to dwindle. When that starts to dwindle, then you have to look at the six hundred thousand dollars, and then that starts to dwindle. If she can prevent that, she's fine. But if she gets down this path where things start to dwindle, she's really young. She's fifty-six. She's going to be alive for at least three more decades. That story is yet to be written. There's a lot left to go. If you want to be on the show, go to PeteThePlanner.com. Uh, apply to be on the podcast. We'll give you your power percentage. I'll tell you how to fix that power percentage. But if you're retired, your power percentage is going to be zero in most cases. That's it for this week's show. We'll see you next time. I'm Pete the Planner. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Hi, I'm internet podcaster Peter Dunn. You may know me as Pete the Planner. You hear me on the radio and on your podcasting device, but did you know you can also see me on YouTube? 
That's right, we have a YouTube channel and we call it PeteThePlanner.tv. We ask you to subscribe so you can catch great shows like Pete's Eats and this here podcast with drawings. But the drawings are made with a video camera. Subscribe today. Took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol. Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, I adjourn, I burn, I I burn, I burn, I I burn, I I Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?